Hey guys, and welcome back to PR People Podcast. We're back for 2022 with a bit of a brand new look and some brand new guests to hopefully keep you guys entertained. Today we're going to be chatting to Ellie Morgan from Evolve Search, who's going to tell us all about how she's using real-life case studies to embellish her digital PR activity. Uh, And I thought Ellie was amazing at giving some really helpful tips and tricks and creative ways of thinking about it. So hopefully you enjoy. We've got Ellie with us today, guys. Ellie's a digital PR consultant at Evolved and runs the digital PR account on Twitter, uh, Digital PR Memes, and the newly launched, and very newly launched, I think it's like 24 hours old, um, (laughs) the PR Bible. Um, So, hey, Ellie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. That was a good intro. I feel like, (laughs) especially mentioning those accounts, I think I only added them to my Twitter bio yesterday, so good spotting. Well, it's still like fresh off the press, like we're buzzing <laughs> about it. I was, I love, I've loved this week how many people have been tweeting you, like you are literally doing like the Lord's work, like for digital PR. I know, I, I'm like, normally I'm lucky if I've got one notification on Twitter, but this week has been, been quite exciting to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to see like where the PR Bible goes, like it, what, what is the thought behind it? Yeah, so I did a Twitter thread. Basically, I just noticed the first day back after Christmas, every single journalist, well, not every, but it felt like every journalist was moving around and we had to like update all our lists with their new emails or all sorts like that. And I was like, if I put this into an Excel sheet, I might as well be sharing it with others um, rather than just liking them. And then they're getting lost between all of my other random like tweets. Uh, So yeah, I started a thread and it seemed to do really well. Like I was going to just keep it to like 10 15 like I normally do and it was going crazy so I was like let's keep this up and then ended up having a target of about 100 I thought right I've done 100 I can stop now and then people were like oh no don't stop and then my manager was like oh well why don't we like continue this um on a Twitter and I was like that's a really good idea because I felt like I was dedicating my tweets just to that and I was like people might not just be following me for that one thread like I'd rather have it on a Twitter account that people and follow if they really want to know about that kind of stuff so we'll be sharing all things journalists over there I guess their transfers because I, I spotted the uh, PR transfers page which is obviously really cool uh, but this one's more for like spotting where journalists are going so you can keep up to date with their emails and who actually wants to hear from PRs like we know that there can sometimes be um, some journalists that don't want to hear so to know who wants to hear and who wants your pictures is obviously really really helpful. Yeah, I think it's been really interesting, actually, because obviously journalists move all the time. But I feel like literally since coming back for Christmas, it's been crazy. Like there's been so many like senior journalists moving from like one senior publication to the other. So it's been really, really helpful. Literally, like I was my team at work. I was like, guys, make sure you're following this. Like (laughs) every update, everyone was like waiting with bated breath for another one. It was really good. I know at first when I was posting them. I was like almost just doing it for fun. But then in the end, I was like, wait, I can actually use this for my own campaigns. And then they actually found that it was really helpful. And the responses from journalists was really nice because sometimes it's almost lucky to get a reply. And most of them were replying. And if it wasn't for them, they would be explaining why, which is, again, it's gold sometimes to even just know why it isn't working or, or for them. So, yeah, it was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. No, And it's really nice as well to keep everything in one place. I feel like Twitter is like the best place like in the morning to scroll through and like you can see like updates and stuff and yeah go on the PR Bible and see who's like moving about in like the journalist world. In terms of our first first question so obviously you spoke about Twitter you're very active on Twitter and your Twitter thread about how 
can real life case studies add value and enhance digital PR content? Yeah, um, so there is a lot of journalists that are looking for this type of content, especially on tier one publications, you know, like those nationals and those magazines that we all read. Um, and so you are going to get some really high quality links uh, with these types of stories. And it's also a really great way to like add a new angle to a current campaign. So maybe you've got a campaign that's not working or it just needs a little bit more depth. You could think about using a case study to complement that, but not in the way that I guess a lot of people usually would. Like sometimes we'll get maybe one quote or two quotes to help the story, like making a whole new angle just off of someone's case study, because these publications that do have real life sections they want like the story to be about that person, not so much about maybe your initial campaign's focus as such. And what kind of like industries do you think it works best in? Like, is there a specific niche of the press where it works really well for like a fashion client, for example? Or do you reckon it's something that you can actually just use across like a plethora of different niches? Definitely. So at first mm. I was using it for home and interiors, like renovation type of case studies were doing really really well for me but as I was posting about this initially on Twitter I felt like I was very leaning towards that type of case study and then a few weeks ago I remember posting about how it can work for like every industry but obviously I've only got a selection of types of niches that I work with but Mm. there's so many more that I'd love to work with because I think it would work so well for so like definitely it, it could work for fashion I think financial clients is fantastic because the financial hook of these stories is normally what does the best um yes I've used it for home and interiors gaming loads of different types of things it's literally just finding what someone's done that is relevant to your client that has gone viral on maybe not maybe not viral as such but you think it's interesting enough that could be a story then you could definitely write something on it um I know what you mean about the finance stuff because a lot of the clients that like I have worked with and work with at Rise is like finance and tech stuff. Um, and yeah, like that's where like I have probably used it, but after seeing your thread and like reading a little bit more on it, I think it is so applicable to anything really. Like I'd love to give it a try on any client and see if it, like you said, could not just like be the focus, but like create a whole new angle, like whilst you're outreaching it, perhaps. Definitely. I, I think it's, good for both so if I've got a campaign that I think it could work for I'll definitely when I'm brainstorming go right okay well we could have another angle for a case study but a lot of the time I'll just have these stories on their own because most of the time I'll find a video or someone that's gone viral naturally it won't be as such that I'm going out looking for it like I've basically made a TikTok account for work because as I was like searching and finding stuff my like feed was was, well for you page was just getting full of all of these types of videos and I wanted it to go back to what I wanted to look at like the funny videos you know all of the girly stuff so I made a digital PR one and then now it it kind of knows what I want to look for so I'll just have a little look on there and usually I'll be able to find the types of people and types of content that I'm looking for so I do recommend doing that. Um, I was going to ask as well do you I guess when you're pitching it, do you find like you pitch it to like certain journalists and why why is it that you think that like journalists and obviously like the readers of those publications are engaging with that like real life content rather than 
like just the stats or just the story like by itself yeah um I feel like there's a huge gap in this market personally um so I kind of stumbled upon it in a way um I'm gonna go back a little bit I was on Twitter and someone had basically tweeted their bathroom this is when I first got the idea I think it only had three or four likes but basically one of my mutual friends on there must have liked it and that's how I saw it and it was this crazy like mermaid little mermaid inspired bathroom and I've got a bathroom client and I was like this is so cool like I want to make a campaign but how I'd not seen anyone done this as such like it it might have been done but not in the space that I'm following I'd seen anything about it and so I messaged her on Instagram because that was just the only way I could find contact I think and and just asked her more about it um and so that's how I found it and then I was like are people writing about this type of thing I had a look and that's when I found like real life journalists were writing about this stuff I basically looked at how they were portraying this on their site and try to make my press release just like that um and then that's how it worked but what I found was journalists were like opening this email a lot like do you know how sometimes it's really hard to cut through the noise we know that like the journalists that we'll usually go to, you know, like lifestyle, travel, all of those journalists that everyone seems to be pitching to have like a handful of articles that they usually have to write a day. So they will look to PRs for their stories and for their tips. But sometimes it's it's sometimes a bit annoying when a PR's sending you loads and loads of emails and they've got to find the stories that they want, but they've got hundreds to look through. And I mean, often it's your subject line that's going to make or break that story which is obviously really frustrating because imagine if you pick the wrong subject line but your story is just fantastic like it's hard um but I have found that like I do get a lot of opens with these campaigns because I think there's not as many PRs doing this so what I would say is move while it's quiet like I have made some great contacts from doing this because there isn't a lot of it they're like Mm. constantly emailing me which again is a really rare thing like have you got any more coming out when is the next one which is really really good so I'm like oh yeah yeah I'll get moving on the next one so it just shows that there is like there is a space for this and and I would move quick because I do think more and more people will do it like that's what I'm wanting to share I want more people to do it but I I, I would I would move quick because there is a handful of them and and I would say it's national publications um, and those magazines like lad bible tyler those types of places like they want to hear about this type of stuff yeah and i mean like if journalists are coming to you as well for more stories than then then yeah you're onto a winner there and you've had a lot of success as well from like Puffington post ideal home metro house beautiful which is where the bathroom story went i mean is, is there have there been occasions where it hasn't quite worked has it just been like a trial and error um, situation? Yeah. Um, so surprisingly, I have had success with every one because I did find, like I said, they were really interested in it. And so I could always rely on a handful for some links. Like obviously there was ones that did better, but there was one that I wouldn't say it flopped. Like it did get links, but I did learn from it. What I would say is to be completely transparent with the case study. I have been from the beginning. Um, you know, I've told them what it is that they need to provide, um, you know, where they're going. But I kind of worded it as such as, you know, it'll be going to nationals, lifestyle and financial press, like like we would if we were putting out a journalist request. But 
what you kind of have to understand is, I guess, the average Joe that's not a digital PR isn't really going to know what that means. And so when it went into a particular publication, national publication, that they may have not hoped it had gone in, um, they had then emailed that journalist asking for it to be taken down. And so then that journalist emailed me and she was completely fine about it. Like I'd sent all the screenshots, said like, look, um, it was all agreed. Like, and she could see it was, I think she just had a change of heart when it went live. Maybe there were some comments, like there's always them horrible comments on every post because I don't know, some people just find it really fun to go, oh, this is great news. But I don't know what it was, but she'd had a change of heart. And obviously that's really sad because she was up for it in the beginning and I was excited for it. But what I would say is now I'm telling them the places that I'll be pitching it to a degree or at least giving some examples. I'm now sending the press release to them so they can see everything that I'm sending. Make sure that they know that the press can change the odd word of the title. They can make it sound slightly different. Like they're not going to change it loads, but what I'm sending out isn't going to be identical to what is posted online. So I'm just trying to like, explain everything a little bit more like yes it takes an extra half an hour of admin but it's just worth it Mm, yeah definitely and then in terms of finding like case studies because when I've ever done it or sort like my team's ever done it like we usually just take to Twitter um but I guess if if you're going to use this as more of like a strategy like would you I guess how would you suggest going about it do you think there's any tips and tricks in making sure you're finding like really good case studies depending on what it is that you're putting out yeah so I feel like we'll go to Twitter a lot of us for um a quote at least like that's what I'll usually do if I need the odd quote like finding these stories I don't really use Twitter I know that I said that I did on the first one but I think that's because that was just what I was actively using like I since then I don't think any have been from Twitter honestly the best thing is TikTok also Instagram but it depends what niche you're working in so Instagram is really really helpful for like the home and interiors section because um there's loads of sites that you can follow that share home accounts that are doing really well so you can just follow that one account and you'll see loads of different home accounts and and that's like a, a thing that I'll follow for that but TikTok for those random types of stories example financial someone who's done something really cool to make loads of money I'll find that on TikTok because how would you find that on Instagram, I guess? Mm. And also the way that the few page works, like they don't have to be viral for you to find them. Like it would as such on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. A lot of the time I do want to get there before another journalist. Like you might sometimes see on Facebook if a story's been shared that there will be someone going, hi, I'm from X publication. I'd love to speak to you. Can you email me? And so you've kind of missed the boat in a way. Like the thing about this is it is a type of story that a journalist can write. So you do sometimes need to get there before them. Obviously, your client's going to add value with tips and expert quotes. But it it is almost just helping them out because, like I say, they've got loads to write in a day. So if you can provide them with something that they were going to write anyway or something similar to what they'd write. So yeah, TikTok because you can get there before everyone else. Yeah, I love that. To be honest, I'd never never have considered it. Like I've never done it that way. And I think it's really cool to kind of spot it first and then like work backwards almost like yeah no I love that I think that's really cool but even hashtags on TikTok if you want to search for something like I'll do it that way so like I say sometimes things will come up naturally on my for you page but 
if, if I'm looking for a certain type of case study, using hashtags, you'll probably find it, but maybe scroll down a bit because the top ones are obviously going to be those famous ones that probably already got a story about them somewhere. Have you got an example of where this has worked like really well recently? Yeah, so this is actually a really recent one, but um, my new client, Money Supermarket, has basically put out about how a student is paying for a hotel rather than like uni accommodation. Mm. Um, this was the one that I spotted over on TikTok uh, just naturally. And to be fair, I did catch her quickly. Like it hadn't gone that viral at this point, which is obviously really good because from the response that I've got already in the first maybe five days for links shows that it likely would have been picked up by another journalist if I hadn't caught it quickly. Um, yeah, I did have to message her on Instagram because something I will say is on TikTok, you can't DM someone unless they're following you back, which obviously isn't going to happen. Um, so click through to that Instagram usually and introduce yourself. Don't just randomly go in there, you know, say, hi, I'm a digital PR and explain a little bit about yourself. That's something that I'll always do. And yeah, she was really willing to work with us and to make it relevant to Money Supermarket, we obviously wanted to get some student budget and tips in there. That's something that they have a lot of. And then also we wanted to have a study. So we basically analysed the cost of a travel lodge, which is what she was staying in, um, for every single day that we could next year, or this year, should I say, um, and found that it does work for the majority of places. Like some places it might just work if you go into uni two days a week, which mm. is what she does she basically goes in three days a week and she will commute in twice because two of those days are together. So that's when she'll stay overnight. Obviously it won't work for everyone, but the story has done well. And a lot of people have said, Oh my God, I'm going to do this. Um, And yeah, like the likes of London, it would be cheaper to stay in a hotel for, I think it was five nights or might've been four nights and five days than it would be to have accommodation there, which doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. I think that's so clever though. Cause like, I remember seeing that TikTok and like thinking, oh, that's like of the, the girl that was doing it thinking, oh, that's really clever. And then I think the way that you've been able to take that again, use her as well. It's not like you're kind of just using it as like the basis of idea. Like you've used her and you've used like, I guess the creator of that content to then, build a story around it and add loads of extra bits I think that's so clever like really really well done I love it thank you yeah. I mean it's only five days in I'm, I'm hoping to get some more coverage but um yeah that's a really good example of of a naturally found one on TikTok so do get TikTok <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's one thing I've learned from like this chat is that I need to be on TikTok more for work <laughs> and, like like just for a laugh for myself yeah uh, yeah honestly I know what you mean as well because the algorithm's so learn so fast i have like my tiktok and then like my business's tiktok but like my tiktok will literally go from like home reno to like puppies and then it's like just weird pop culture crap from like the early noughties and like it would be i guess it's harder to curate stuff that actually would be like useful for clients that i've got in like different sectors so yeah that is interesting Definitely. I think the hashtags you're looking at and liking will create its own for you page, which is why I made a separate one, because obviously I wanted all my random ones on my personal account. And I think it's also good just for a work life balance. Like I don't want to go to TikTok at the nighttime and then I've got 
ideas coming up and, and I want to start writing like at 10 o'clock like I do want to be able to switch off so I'll have like a little trance in the morning maybe just before I log on and have a little look or at lunchtime or, or even in the working day if I'm doing some ideation but yeah definitely separate them so that it's not 11 o'clock and you're like oh I need to start writing this I guess as well I was going to ask like when you obviously like have the case study like obviously you said you do a lot like more work now to kind of make them aware of like what the story is going to be and like where it's going to go but how do you I guess pitch it into the journalist do you do it very much of this is their story and I just so happen to have like some tips or some insight from a client yeah so that is the key thing with this I think compared to old ways that I would have used so like usually I would have popped in a case study at the end to complement a piece but this piece is about them and your client comes second in a way um, I think this is what makes it more digital PR than maybe traditional PR because it's about getting that link in a way like obviously it's got to be relevant to make sure it's a relevant link but this is about using the case study as the story um, so the headline will be about them the first half will be about them and then get to your client get what they have to say whether that's tips whether it's a quote on why they agree with them whatever that is yeah the story is definitely about them um yeah so in terms of like like I think now like journalists and like story writing and and everything in the news is very much real life content led like why do you think that is why do you think we're moving more towards those kind of stories rather than like data driven stories I think it makes it more dimensional um you know people want to believe what you say but they're going to believe real people more than a company because sometimes they might just think a company's trying to sell something but if someone's done something then I think it adds a lot more value and people can relate to them they will feel inspired to do whatever it is that they've done and I think that's why this content seems to be doing well at the minute, especially in the like climate that everyone's in. Like everyone's most likely feeling a little bit down because of the pandemic. Like people want to be inspired by those who are doing really well. They're doing something maybe just at home, like something that they can do to occupy their time, I guess. Like I say, a lot of the financial stories were doing well. So I think it's about what are people doing to like make some money often side hustles I, I did a campaign um with a finance client that did really well and it was basically about how someone had just been upcycling their furniture at home and it, and it was re- some really cool pieces and to be fair to her she hasn't actually sold it on um but she has sold other things but the things that we looked at we basically got priced up with someone who can value that furniture and mm. she when she does come to sell it she's made like I think it was like one and a half grand two grand in profit so that was like a really fun piece I guess stepping away from like someone's you know renovated something or made something it's like yeah yeah I know what you mean I think it's interesting as well because like I guess the reason Pete like brands want PR and want digital PR is because it's not as advertorial and it's like story-led and like getting their brands mentioned in like a non-salesy advertorial way but then I guess as our industry becomes more saturated which it is and more brands are doing it um like adding this like real life element like you said it humanizes it a bit more and it kind of what I guess traditionally a story that two three years ago people might not have considered like company-led or they might not have spotted it I think people are are more aware of the 
like it's a study done by a brand and it's like oh like, actually i don't know like what to think of that but yeah i think it definitely like humanizes it more and that's like i feel like quite an interesting shift in like potentially how the industry is going to go and like how we'll have to adapt to it all right then Ellie. well if you've listened to us before you'll know that we always finish every episode with asking some quick fire questions to every guest so we've got five to, to put to you so don't feel too pressured yeah i mean i love this question uh what was the first link you ever built oh do you know what i think it was like a construction magazine website i feel Ooh, like I my, my first clients were like yeah very very niche <laughs> I love a niche. I think niche ones are the best one. Um, yeah, literally. I feel like once you've built links on like the Metro and stuff, every time I get in like beer weekly or something, I'm like, yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, second one, who do you either look up to or who's been like the best mentor you've had so far in like your career? Jasmine Granton. I mean, I've only had her as a mentor for ooh, maybe a month now, but she is just so knowledgeable, so positive and just... I, her culture just fits with all of us. It's it's really nice. Amazing. Shout out to Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, more like moving away from work, this question, like what is your go-to TV show or movie? Oh, I'm going to say movie Mamma Mia, but at the minute I'm loving Gilmore Girls. It's just, I'm sitting down every night and just trying to relax. It's just good vibes. <laughs> I literally, I must have watched Mamma Mia about a billion times. And <laughs> I can recite the whole script. It's quite embarrassing. <laughs> um, next one, who would be your dream brand to work with one day? I'm going to say Aldi. From all of their campaigns across the last year and their Twitter, like you can just tell that they are up for a lot of things and so I think that you get some really good campaigns and also they sell a lot of things so you could talk about many many different things in your campaigns I guess yeah I absolutely love love everything Aldi does even the stuff that doesn't like land that well it still lands in a way like and people are always talking about it I love it yeah the way that they like reply to other companies like even if it's got nothing to do with them they'll put in and make it funny and i love that <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah that's a good one and yeah you're our first guest this year um it's the new year so have you made any new year resolutions do you know what i did but i try to make it a little bit more achievable so i don't know if you've heard of like that girl on tiktok like the ones that like wake up at seven and they'll yeah. do yoga and all those types of things. And I'm like, I want to be that girl, but to an extent, like I'm not, I'm not going to wake up like before sunrise. That's never going to happen. But if I could do one thing that uh, that girl will do every day, then I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I know you mean. I try and say that to myself all the time and it gets to me like rolling out of bed at like quarter to nine. I'm like, oh, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Well, amazing. Thanks so much for talking to us today, Ellie. It's been so good and really insightful. And like I've learned a lot. Um, so hopefully people listening will learn a lot about this kind of stuff as well, which is really good. Uh, feel free to follow Ellie on Twitter at Ellie Digital PR. And if you've got any questions about anything she's chatted about, um, drop her a message. I'm sure she'll be happy to answer them. Definitely. <laughs> if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please like and subscribe. And to get involved in today's conversation, you can re reach out to us on Twitter at PR People Pod. <laughs>